you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. We are very excited today. I am actually going to dive in. I'm not going to be interviewing anyone today. I'm going to be actually just talking more about leveraging your credit to jump into real estate investing. And I really wanted to dive more into this because I did not realize how many people had no idea about this strategy and how to really implement it in their own business. And the main person that I'm speaking to in this episode right here is somebody that's just getting started. Somebody that, uh, you know, is working that nine to five job, that restaurant job, Starbucks, whatever it may be, and is looking for another avenue out to create passive income. So there's many different strategies throughout real estate to dive into. There's over 30 plus that you could make money while investing in real estate. But me personally, I resonate with the Burr strategy. And that's buy at a discounted rate. Uh, You do the full remodel. So renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. So that's the Burr strategy. And, And basically, you get to leverage as much as possible and have a very strong cash on cash return. After you put, it's kind of like a mixture between fix and flip and buy and hold. Overall, it's a buy and hold. But nevertheless, you know, when you actually get the refinance, you have very little of your own money actually tied up into the project. So therefore, um, you know, the, the house is fully remodeled, so less maintenance uh, or capital expenditures in the future. And you're, you're, you have a small mortgage payment. Um, and overall, the, the property just cash flows tremendously every single month. And you get your money back to repeat that process. So uh, that's what I personally resonate with. But nevertheless, I've been able to do it, a lot of it with leveraging credit. So I come from a very humble background and, uh, you know, grew, grew up with a single parent mom that, um, overall we had, we lived off of social security with, you know, no more than about $15,000 a year and uh, very poverty. But at the end of the day, when there's a will, there's a way. So when you're coming up and you're trying to figure out how to get into real estate, I keep on running into so many people that have these excuses that you need so much money to get into real estate and that when they make money, eventually they'll actually jump into real estate. So I just want to cancel that out and, and show you that you can, there's dozens of ways that you can use other people's money, OPM, or you can even just keep it in house, build up your credit, build up points, because I'm actually about to go on a vacation tomorrow to Thailand for a couple weeks with my girlfriend, um, all paid for through real estate points. I have a couple hundred thousand points available with doing real estate just on my credit cards. So uh, there's dozens of different ways to do it. And I'm just going to go over exactly you know how I've done it in the past. Um, I'm not a CPA. I'm not a tax person. I'm not a lawyer. So you know, this just, that's my disclosure. I'm not somebody that is recommending these strategies. I'm literally just telling you exactly how I personally did it and how I'm currently doing it and how I've, I've 
showed dozens and dozens of people this in the past and they have all been able to leverage their credit, build up points and really be able to maximize their cash on cash return uh, without putting other people's money in jeopardy as well as, um, you know, it's the cheapest way to go as well. Uh, most affordable by, you know, 0% interest. So I'm going to show you right now, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out at brandonelliotinvestments.com um, or find me on social media on, um, on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott investments. Um, on Facebook, it is, uh, Facebook slash facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott REI. So, um, be sure to check me out on there. And if you have any questions, let me know. Um, so let's just dive into it. So, um, Basically within real estate, I have personally, um, some of my projects, I've, I've literally purchased the property with credit cards and complete the remodel with the credit cards. And then afterwards I rent it out and then I refinance it. I get the money back and I pay it off. Um, there's almost every single time I've, with, when it comes down to the remodel, I've used my credit cards. So I have bought several times though as well flat out the property itself with credit cards. And I've even leveraged it to another degree in one instance that I've, I've, uh, I've got lending. So if you qualify for traditional lending or you could get hard money lending, private money lending, and that person wants you to have equity within the property, you could literally take the, they'll normally want about 25, 30% of, of, uh, of cash of your own into the deal. And you can use your credit cards to be able to do that and just put up that small percentage. Typically when it comes down to traditional lending, they will want the last two months of income to be shown of where that money's coming from, um, that you're using the funds to purchase the property. So if you do a balance transfer and you keep the money in your account, then and then you wait two months and then you can qualify. So you can do that whole process because it typically takes a month or two to actually get a deal when it comes down to traditional financing. But nevertheless, if you use the credit cards to, to purchase the property right away, then sometimes the traditional lending, they're not going to want you to use that, those funds. They're not gonna allow that to actually qualify. So say you do a balance transfer with your credit cards and you have uh, 20 to 50 grand in your bank account and then you're using those funds to, to invest in real estate. That's your 25% down and the rest is getting uh, leveraged through a traditional mortgage, 30 year mortgage. Um, if you didn't have any money in there before, they might not actually allow you to use those funds unless you wait two full months. So that's just a little trick that I've noticed in the past. Um, and it's just something to be mindful of, but, uh, but nevertheless, basically the strategy just comes down to balance transfers. And I actually have one right here that I got from bank of America and it is, it shows two different options. And, uh, basically, I just got it the other day. So one of them is 0% interest um, 
promotional APR until July 2019. So that is like 15 months, 16 months. Um, and then there is another one that I could pay 1.99% interest until October 2019. So it gives you an extra couple months if you want to start paying a small interest on it. Uh, nevertheless, these are 0% interest. The, the first one's the best one. 0% interest for that time frame. I could write myself a check and deposit it into my bank account, or I could literally just call them and, and uh, get them to wire the funds into my bank account. So make sure that you read all the fine detail in the bottom. So there is a fee of 3% of the amounts for each transaction on this particular offer. There's been other ones that I've taken advantage of with zero fee. $0 fee, 0% interest for 18 months. Um, there's the, the smallest amount of time is six months that I've seen, uh, 12 months, 15 months, 18 months, 20 months, 21 months. Um, the, these are some of the different options that you'll see typically. And, um, and overall, you're going to want to call these companies in general and just ask them, you know, get the full education on it. So you're fully aware because after you do one of these balance transfers, if you use the credit card again in the future, while that, that balance transfer is in progress, um, you know, you're using it for 12 months. If you're using the credit card a couple months down the line, you'll actually start getting charged interest on a regular basis until you pay off that complete, full balance. So that's a little trick of theirs, a little inside trick that uh, you definitely want to be mindful of. When I do my balance transfers, I don't use that card anymore for the whole time frame until I actually pay off that credit card. Um, but nevertheless, make sure that you call these guys up and get fully educated on this whole process so you can understand um, you know, how it works and how you can implement it. It is a myth out there that you that these balance transfers are only to pay off another credit card that you're in debt on. That's just, you know, a big percentage of America is in debt in one form or another. You know, 70% of Americans have less than a thousand dollars in their savings account. So with that being said, it's very easy to, that's, that's the credit cards marketing technique of getting it out there to people. You know, they don't, most people are in debt, so they're taking advantage of that. They don't want you to be paying interest on another credit card. They want you to be paying interest on, on, uh, on their credit cards. Even though they're giving you this amazing balance transfer of time, they're anticipating that you're going to mess up again. So if, if your credit score is decent, meaning 650, 680 and above, especially in the 700 range, you'll start seeing credit card offers on a regular basis. Um, just be mindful of them and understand, you know, what kind of uh, deals they're really giving to you. So this one, I've had this credit card for a while now, and I've taken advantage of balance transfers with these guys in the past. So that's why they're sending me more and more. But, um, but just do your education on it. Uh, when it comes down to picking the credit cards, now there are... There are dozens of different ways. I, I personally just Google it. You know, what are the best balance transfers to take advantage of? And, and for the longest period of time, uh, if you go to, uh, what is it? Credit nerd. 
or nerd wallet. If you go to nerd wallet, but Google, Google that, you know, the best credit cards with 0% interest balance transfers with, you know, minimum fees, um, for the longest period of time, whatever that, you know, try to sum that up and put that in Google. Um, nerd wallet is very good with that and it will pop up all the different credit cards and it will even show the, the credit range that you need to be within to actually qualify for that credit card. And you can see the pros and cons, um, with these credit cards, uh, whatever makes sense, I would definitely, you know, apply for, uh, when it comes down to applying, you're going to want to apply for multiple ones all within the same time. And how you can do that is, um, just have different screens open on, on your, uh, of the, have different screens, different pages open on your, um, on your computer with the different credit cards that you want to apply for. Um, or you could just call them up one after another, but the reason why you want to do it all at the same time, and I would recommend doing maybe four or five at a time, you can do up to like 10 or 12. Um, but if you start getting denied for some odd reason, I would definitely stop and hold off and take a pause for a second and see what you're doing. Um, what you're saying to them that could potentially be getting you the negative results. But nevertheless, if, if you are, the reason why you want to apply all at the same time within the same day, within the same couple of hours is because yes, they will pull your credit and you will get a ding on your credit for an inquiry. But if you, if you do it all within the same time, it's still going to pop up as you got an inquiry that day, but uh, for lending purposes and other credit card, you know, companies, they're going to take it because it's all within such a close time within that certain day, within a couple hours, they're going to take it as one hit instead of the, you know, the five or the six that you actually uh, reach out to that day. Um, because they're just going to, you know, label you as educated and actually looking for, you know, you're looking for a credit card that day. You're looking for a loan that day. So when you, same thing, when it comes down to looking for a, any type of mortgage, uh, any type of loan in general, um, a loan on your car, a mortgage for your house. If you are shopping around for this, do it all within the same time frame, and it's not going to hit your your credit as hard as as uh, if you did it over a couple days. So hope that hopefully that makes sense. Um, and I'll go over some credit cards in just a minute, but. Um, Basically, you know, what is the worst case scenario that can happen in this situation by using 0% interest balance transfers for those, that time frame? Um, I mean, let, let's really cover it because at the end of the day, it's very important to educate yourself on this process. And a lot of people aren't like, if you're not, if you're not good with your finances, if you're not somebody that is in control of, or educated with money management, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this because you could potentially just wind up in, in a bad situation. So I'm only recommending this if you are just serious, seriously invested in educating yourself on leveraging and, and how credit works as well as money management and being disciplined with yourself. If you're disciplined with yourself when it comes down to this strategy, then there, I haven't seen a way that this can go wrong. 
I've had somebody recently reach out to me and say, you know, it, it's this strategy is great until it isn't anymore. And I asked him, well, what, what would make it bad? And he had nothing to say. So then I asked him, okay, do you use credit cards? No. Are you investing in real estate? No. So therefore, if you're not, if you're not actually doing it or, you know, being anywhere a part of that, then you're really clueless. So you're talking about something that you don't know. Me personally, I've, I've done this dozens of times. I've recommend, re recommended this strategy for dozens of people. And I'm constantly getting feedback on a regular basis of, um, of it working for them in so many different ways, not just real estate, but getting out of debt. This is a great tool to get out of debt and not be paying, you know, uh, $12 for a cup of coffee that you paid originally $4 for, but the interest keeps on occurring and you're not paying it down. You're only doing monthly uh, small minimum payments with the interest still going above that. So um, these are some strategies. I've never had any issues. If you're worried about the market, then, then I would highly recommend just diving back into education because in any market, you're going to, you're going to get great deals. And it just comes down to your education and, you know, what a deal truly looks like. But nevertheless, let's cover it. You know, the worst case scenario, um, at the end of the day, you have so many different backup plans. So first and foremost, you have the long length of time to actually pay this off. So you don't need to worry about, I mean, 18 months, 20 months, when a remodel will take two months rent it out another month later, refinance it around the six months, you'll get your best value out of it, depending on which lender you're, you're going with. I mean, you have so much time. It, from my personal experience, I've noticed it takes about a year to season a property and really have that thing running smooth and, uh, and no issues. Typically a few months before that, to be honest, you know, eight months or so, but it, it depends on so many different strategies. And if you're first jumping into real estate, then I would anticipate one year, so 12 months, really get this thing, you know, flowing and, and making sense and all, all the kinks kind of worked out, but it can be a whole heck of a lot shorter. And, um, and I, I haven't seen too many situations where it can be longer. You know, my very first one, I've had a bunch of bad issues with contractors in the beginning. It took a year and two months, but once it started running out, it started cash flowing right away and doing great. And I haven't had any issues with that property since. And, you know, it, it's just been a home run. So nevertheless, you buy a lot of time. Um, that whole time, you also have rent coming in when you start renting it out, as well as your, you know, if you're working a W-2 job or side hustles, whatever you might have going on to be making some extra income, then you can pay, you can start paying down that debt. Several times I'm constantly paying down my debt um, that eventually I owe maybe about a third with all the rental income that's coming in. I'm, at the end of the day, I have about a third left of these balance transfers that I actually need to pay plus time. Um, so it, it works out several ways. Um, refinance. So when you refinance, you get all your money back. God forbid, if you cannot refinance, then you can take another balance transfer, another credit card, do another balance transfer, get an additional 15, 18, 20 months, to pay off the remaining balance. So, you know, there, there's so many different techniques to it. Um, you can do seller financing. You're the owner of this property. So you can do seller financing and just require a, a big down payment. Uh, along that whole time, you're still making monthly, 
uh, monthly rent pretty much that you can also start paying down and chunking down the remaining of the debt. Um, you can get private or hard money uh, loans afterwards if, if need be, if it really comes down to it and you're starting to get desperate, you can get that because you have equity in the property. You can take out a personal or business loan. Typically, this is a little bit higher interest. Um, and and I, I personally don't think it would be the best move, but there's so many different ways um, that you can really be able to leverage and, and get in there. You could joint venture with another partner because you have equity within the deal. Like I said about the, the market, if, if you think the market is going to go down like it did and you're living in fear because of what happened in the past back in 2007, 2008, then you're not educated on the market currently as well as just what a, a deal looks like. You know, the market, when it does have its correction, it's not going to be back like 2008. 2008, it was such a massive, you know, crash because of everybody was giving out um, adjustable interest rates. So all the interest rates since then have all been fixed. I haven't met anybody that actually got an adjustable interest rate anytime in the last several years. Everybody's getting fixed because they're all, they, it makes sense and it's so darn affordable. It, it just, it's a no brainer. So nobody's going with adjustable rates. Therefore, when the market corrects, everybody still has the same monthly payment that they they've had, you know, and, um, and, and I'm telling you, it's not, it's not, the signs aren't showing like it used to. There will be a correction eventually. It's not going to be as massive as it was in the past. Nevertheless, you shouldn't be living in fear. And if you are, then just educate yourself more. That will bring out the confidence and be able to bring out the boldness in order to really find a solid deal, identify that, and be able to take action on it. Um, but if you don't take action, you're just worried about the market or worried about the finances, whatever it may be, then it's just going to, it's, that's going to be the constant routine within life. And people like myself or other people out there that are taking action will constantly be making moves and making money hand over fist uh, with all the opportunities that are coming around. So the worst case scenario, the worst case scenario, say you have this balance transfer, you know, 15 months, 12 months, you know, six months, whatever it may be. You, you took the worst of the worst, six months. You can't get anything else. The market hit. Uh, you can't get refinanced. You can't, nobody wants to partner up with you. Um, the deal just sucks, whatever it may be, but you did rent it out. Thankfully, thankfully you did something, uh, that was solid. You rented it out and it's producing income. Well, at the end of the day, so this, this credit card, even if you didn't rent it out, whatever it may be. So this credit card, the, the promotional balance ends and now you start acquiring interest whatever your interest rate may be, most likely it's in the 20%, sometimes even up to high, like close to 30. Um, it could be in the low teens. Nevertheless, you're paying interest rates on it that are outrageous and just unheard of, unethical, not right. So if you are paying interest, then, and you can't keep up with it, but you know, a lot of people out there are already in debt and paying interest on their credit cards. So therefore, if you're paying for something and you actually have a tangible asset of real estate, you know, if the place burnt down, you have insurance money. So 
at the end of the day, people are paying interest on a coffee at Starbucks that they already consumed and there's no more of it. There's no more proof of it. But real estate, you'll constantly have that. So say you're paying interest on this property, you know, on your credit cards now. Uh, you have $40,000, $50,000 on your balance transfer credit card. You can't pay it down. You're doing very minimum payments just to get by and you're occurring fees as well as the interest just getting outrageous. Um, eventually, the credit cards will reach out to you and ask you, this is a worst case scenario, worst case scenario. So I don't recommend this by any means. I, I personally, I, I only truly believe in like being a man or a woman of your word. And if you say you're going to do something, then follow through and do it. But nevertheless, if tough times come around and you're not making a dent in this, in this, um, in this balance with your credit cards, then eventually the fees are going to get so high and the credit card companies are going to reach out to you, ask you how you're planning on paying it off. You can tell them I have no idea right now. Then they'll typically just offer you uh, different strategies, different ways that you can be able to take a loss. You know, they're, they're going to take a loss because they're going to write it off as insurance money. Um, but they will, you know, cut it in half or make payments with you of a smaller amount, close out your account. It's not going to be good on your credit score, but nevertheless, um, <coughs> nevertheless, it's not going to, it, it, it's just, I mean, it, it's not going to do anything. You know, it's, if you're already in a bad situation, it's better than writing bankruptcy, but that's also an option eventually as well. So, um, you know, people, people look at all these negative things that God forbid, if, you know, if I start paying interest rates on it, it's going to be out the roof. Most likely you're paying interest anyway. I mean, there, there's so many people out there that are paying interest on their credit cards and not paying off the full balance every single month. So, you know, God forbid if it did happen, the best part about this is that you have time. You have time. If you run into these situations, reach out to me. Reach out to other investors. Just brainstorm, mastermind with other, people's to, with other people to figure out, you know, what other strategies can I take advantage of right now to figure out a different way to pay this thing off or to put it on another card or get somebody else to front me the money to, to pay it off and I owe them. Whatever it may be, you have time. So that's what I want you to kind of just soak in on. You know, I don't recommend that strategy of, you know, having the interest rates start piling up and then the credit cards reach out to you and, and uh, you know, offer instead of you paying $40,000, we'll, we'll break it down to $20,000. If you can make payments sooner than later or pay it off right away, we'll close out your account. It's not going to be good on your credit score, whatever it may be. I don't recommend that, but that's just, I think it's very important to look at the worst case scenario, identify that and see, you know, are you going to die? Like how bad is this situation going to truly be? And at the end of the day, if you can identify the worst case scenario and then figure out solutions, how to overcome those and realize you have time on your side to figure it out, well, then I think you're, you're in a good spot to be able to, you know, overcome any obstacles that come in the way. And as an entrepreneur and realize in business to succeed in life, uh, you're going to jump into business one way or the other and be working for yourself. Real estate is a business. You are an entrepreneur, um, as entrepreneurs, you just need to adjust. And when you get in that routine of adjusting, when, when uh, shit hits the fan or obstacles like come your way, then you will really, it's either going to make you or break you. And, uh, and at the end of the day, if you don't die from it, then you'll learn from it. 
and it will make you into something stronger. So uh, that's just my two cents when it comes down to that. And uh, I just want to eliminate all the excuses. You have time on your side. You have so many different strategies. All those strategies I just mentioned are very, very small. There, there's dozens of other strategies out there that you can really be able to implement and, uh, and take full advantage of. Um, so as far as credit goes, now you can use business lines of credit. You can use personal lines of credit. Um, if you don't have a business an EIN number yet, then you're going to have to wait until you get that. And then, and then wait several months typically before you can really get those big in, uh, increases. Um, but when you apply, you will typically get a lot higher. You'll get, you know, like 50 to a hundred thousand right away instead of, you know, the small increments with uh, personal. But there are ways around that as well. And we can dive into that in just a second. But some of the credit cards I already mentioned, check out, you know, Google it as well as, you know, the best credit cards, but as well as check out uh, Nata, Nata, sorry, uh, Nerd Wallet. So check out Nerd Wallet and that will help you out tremendously with the different credit cards and really educate you on which one would be best for you. Um, but overall, ones that I have personally used and that have helped me, uh, Bank of America, I have several of theirs, uh, rewards, um, at travel that have helped me tremendously. Um, Chase, Chase Freedom, Chase Sapphire is points, and I'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, Discover is amazing. I, I just jumped into those guys about six months ago, and they have been tremendously awesome. Zero percent uh, APR as well as zero fee, which is awesome. Very cool. So, um, those are some of them. City Simplicity, uh, US Bank, Platinum, Wells Fargo. Uh, there, there's dozens of them. So, Chase Sapphire would be great for points. There's a bunch of them out there with amazing points. Uh, American Express has some awesome ones with points as well. And there are some very savvy ways to, with with uh, American Express to be able to use your member rewards. They're called MR and uh, very savvy ways to be able to do that. Um, but, but nevertheless, when it comes down to these points, they're not going to have the balance transfers, but they will have unbelievable points available that, you know, if you spend $3,000, $4,000, maybe $5,000 within the first three months, it's always three months, then they will give you a huge bonus of points. 50,000, uh, I've seen ones up to 100,000 points, it's crazy. So these points you can use in many different ways. You can use it to travel to your property if you're doing it long distance like I personally do and be able to just you know, have that free expense to go over and check out your properties. You can use it as cash back on your statements, just get it credited right to your statements. You can do um, gift cards for holidays, whatever it may be. Um, you can also go on vacation, which I'm about to do tomorrow. So when you actually see this podcast out, this episode, you will see that I will most likely be in, in Thailand for a couple of weeks with my girlfriend. We've been postponing it for the last two years because of real estate and, uh, you know, having projects going on, whatever it may be. Right now, I, I do have three refinances going on so I can get my money back, pay off my debt and be able to repeat that process. But... Um, but you know, there, there's never, 
a perfect time and this is going to be awesome so there's this whole trip is getting paid for through points developed through paying getting my remodels done with credit cards the money has to get spent to get the remodel done one way or the other might as well do it on your credit card so you can get the, the free points and be able to either go on vacation get cash back on your credit card so you know you're not paying the the forty thousand thirty thousand dollars for the remodel you end up paying maybe twenty five thousand whatever it may be um or or to at least go check out your properties for free instead of having an additional expense so those are just some um some savvy different ways that i would recommend getting the point credit cards as well as um definitely get the balance transfer because that's what's going to get you into the game but when you're doing the remodels, I would I would uh, utilize some points as well as the balance transfers to take advantage of. Um, so with American Express, so American Express is the only credit card company out there that does not actually report to the credit bureaus your balance unless you don't actually pay it. <laughs> if if you don't pay your balance, then they will report it and it'll show a high balance, whatever it may be. Um, but if you have 10 different credit cards and you have $10,000 on each one for available credit, then your total credit line is $100,000. With American Express, if you have that as the 11th credit card and you do actually have $10,000 available uh, for a credit line on there, it's not going to actually show up on your credit report. So therefore it's only going to show that you have, um, you know, that amount of a uh, hundred thousand. So it, it's something to be mindful of and just understand it, it. It's like pros and cons. It's not necessarily going to help you, but there, there are some different uh, ways to be very savvy with it. Um, cool. Let's see what else. Okay, so when you actually go to apply for these credit cards, so once you figure out the credit cards that you wanna go with, like I said, you can do up to you know 10 or a dozen um, at a time. And, uh, and basically you're gonna to have to, you're, you can't do that every single day. You know, you only can do, I typically go for four to five every six months or every three to four months when I actually go to apply. Um, but I have friends that have 40, 50 cards, uh, 100 cards, even one that has 300 different credit cards. So once you really get ninja status with this, then there's so many different ways that you can invest in real estate and be able to get these credit cards. And all these guys' credit scores are in the high sevens or low eights, 800 range. So they're not getting hurt by any means. And all of them have, they all have millions of uh, dollars of credit lines available to them. So they could literally, if they find a $10 million property and they need you know, a million dollars for the funding, they could do it with their credit cards and pay only that 3% fee um, or right around there, you know, depending on which credit cards are using a bunch of different things. But, but nevertheless, I hope this just like motivates you and gets you excited and once you, you know, gets you motivated enough to start educating yourself a little bit more on how credit works, how, how important it is 
in general and how you can truly leverage it. Like in America, it's the one spot that I know of that can really just give you so much credit right from the start to be able to leverage in, in real estate or anything, any business. Um, so it's truly awesome. So when you call the credit card companies to apply, they're going to ask you several things. They're going to ask you, um, do you rent or own? doesn't really matter which one you say. I, I haven't noticed, uh, at the end of the day, you know, what is better. Um, and I've tried both, <laughs> but, but nevertheless, you know, some of the things I'm, I'm about to mention, you know, you might, uh, have a moral opinion about it one way or the other. And my thoughts behind this are I'm manifesting my future and I'm talking to somebody that is, you know, this is for somebody that might not even have the ability, you know, is only making $40,000 a year or $30,000 a year working at Starbucks, you know, working that, that daytime job um, that they're miserable in and they're looking for a way out. So I would definitely, you know, just manifest your future as well as understanding that at the end of the day, it's like an algorithm that you're going to be shooting for. And the people on the other side, they're not going to verify. They don't care what it is. Um, it's, they have to type it into the computer. And if it passes their algorithm, which is like the big boss type of thing, if it passes that, then, then, you know, you'll get your credit. And if you're a man or woman of your word and you're planning on paying it back one way or, or the other, then you shouldn't have any uh, negative moral feelings behind it. But also banks out there are getting away with the craziest, craziest, most illegal things that on a daily basis, if you and I did on a regular basis or at all in general, just once, um, we would go to jail for life. These banks, these big banks are doing it on a regular basis and get a fee. They get a fine or granted, you know, billions of dollars sometimes, but to them, it's a couple weeks worth of their normal income. And it's a slap on the wrist. A couple, you know, their bonuses get taken down just a little bit. And you can Google this, you can research. I'm not going to name some of these companies, but um, on Netflix, they have documentaries on it. So there's a bunch of different ways that, you know, however you feel on this, I, I do personally feel that, you know, how you do one thing is how you do anything or everything. And, uh, and, and this for me, I believe is just manifesting your future in the beginning. If you need to, then go for it. Um, and, and don't have any, you know, fear behind it that there's going to be some kind of consequences. Um, but nevertheless, basically they're going to ask you rent or own. You can tell them whatever it may be. Um, they're going to ask you what your monthly obligations are for your mortgage or renting. And, um, and basically you want to say as low as possible. So me personally, I house hack. So I have a roommate as well as, um, you know, even in sunny San Diego, California, at the end of the day, I'm paying $300 for rent per month. And it may sound unbelievable to some people, but when there's a will, there's a way. And I have other um, means to get additional uh, funds to be able to really even lower it from that. But nevertheless, I, I always say right around the $300 mark or maybe $200 mark um, per month. And, um, and you just got to think like nationwide. You got to think that you are like applying for a job. If somebody asks you, you know, your boss that you're applying to this job for asks you, um, you know, just some different techniques about yourself and you're telling them, 
you know, I, I'm really not the most motivated person. I, I really don't like systems. I, I'm not the best with uh, counting money for the cash register. You know, they're going to look at you like, well, I'm glad you're honest, but you're not going to pass here. So if you are working at Starbucks and you're only making 30 or $40,000 a year and your, your monthly obligations for rent is, you know, $1,500 a month, do you think that they're going to give you a line of credit for a credit card in general for more than 500 bucks? It's going to be a blessing if they even give you a credit card, <laughs> but if they give you more than a thousand dollars or $2,000, then it's really a miracle for you. And if you tell them that, you know, I've, I've just started working here about a month ago, because that's another thing they're going to ask. They're going to ask you, you know, what your job title is and how long have you been working there? So most businesses in general fail within the first few years. So it's important to mention that you've been working for a decent amount of time, five years or more. Um, and they're going to ask you your annual income. So you want to say hi on this. Uh, if you are making, you know, 200 range or uh, 300, high 300 range, uh, $1,000 per year, then that's awesome. But if not, I would manifest your future and, and tell them, you know, I'm a real estate investor instead of uh, I work at Staples or I work at Walmart. I would tell them I'm a real estate investor. I have a couple properties that I, I would like to eventually do some remodels on, which is all true because you have some properties that you're looking at that you'd like to do some remodels on. And after you remodel them, then they're solid deals. You're going to end up paying them off afterwards and you just want to leverage your credit and build up points. They're going to be all for it and they're going to wire the money into your account. And, and also they're going to ask you how much would you like, how much would you like to request for your credit line? So, it comes down to negotiation a little bit. Um, always start high and they're gonna, they're not gonna go low, but they're gonna meet you in the middle. If you say, I only need a thousand or $5,000, they might give it to you, but they're not gonna give you more. If you said, hey, I need $50,000 or 30,000, $40,000, they might meet you. They might not give you that full amount, but they most likely will meet you somewhere in the middle, 15, $20,000 right from the start. So that's a great strategy in order to be able to get that credit line uh, right from the get-go, uh, something very solid that is tangible to be able to use in real estate. Um, also, when, you know, when it comes down to applying, I wouldn't be applying to any of these cards if your, if your credit in general is bad. So I would definitely focus on improving your credit and focusing on getting it in the low sevens at least, but if you're in the low sixes, I would definitely wait to really make sure that it gets up to at least 650, but ideally 680. Once you get to 680, then you have a little bit more buying power and you'll typically get a little bit better of credit card offers. Um, if you are planning on, you already have a credit card and it's only a thousand dollar limit or five thousand dollar limit, and you would like to, and you've had it for a long time. Every six months, you can typically around every six months, you can apply for a credit line increase. And I encourage every single person every six months to do that, whether you need it or not. Um, because at the end of the day, you want to have a very high 
credit line. You want to have it in the hundreds of thousands of dollars of credit line. And then your utilization is what you use on a regular basis. At the end of the month, that's what your statement balance would be. So you want to make sure that you never go over 50% of your utilization. So say if you have a $100,000 credit line, for example, and you use $50,000 of it or $51,000 of it, then you are at 51% of your utilization rate. And that will actually start hurting your credit tremendously. It's going to drop your points significantly right away. So you want to make sure that you never, ever go over the 50% unless you truly have to of your utilization, as well as each individual credit card, to be honest, because when you max out a credit card, it starts hurting that credit card and points uh, dramatically as well to a small degree. Um, if you ever go over the credit line, say for that individual credit card, you have a $10,000 balance and you make a purchase right when it's at 9980 and it, it goes over, you know, for a hundred dollars and it goes over and it, it, it will most likely allow it. If it allows it, it's actually, anytime you go over your credit line, um, in general, originally I thought it was actually, you know, helping to boost it up and show that, Hey, I need more money. So increase my limit. That is actually negative. So that does not help. And it actually hits your credit and, um, it messes it up for the future. So you want to make sure that you always stay under your credit line. Uh, if you're getting close to maxing it out, don't ever go over it. Uh, but for each individual card, as well as in general for your whole total credit line of however many cards you have, you want to stay 100% always under the 50% rule, as well as ideally you want to stay under 30%. So when you stay under 30%, that is where you are golden. You will do the best of the best. You'll have the best rates. It won't affect your credit score rarely at all. And, uh, and you'll be totally fine. Um, if uh, the, the 1% of the world has their statement balance at the end of the month, right around 7% of their utilization. So just, just as, like, uh, as an example, that's what you want to shoot for. You know, around the 7% or right around that range to to uh, no more than 30% is like ideal. That's the best spot to be in. So that's just a recommendation. Um, but if, if you have a credit card in general that you would like to get it uh, increased every six months, you're applying to get, you know, I would like a credit line increase, then they will pull your credit. Um, it's not gonna be a horrible, you know, a very hard hit to it, but, uh, but nevertheless, they will pull it and Basically, if the, the, the credit in general, if um, when, when they pull the credit card uh, to, to see if you're actually going to get that credit line increase, if you have a balance on it, it's not going to look that attractive. So make sure that you pay off the balance or um, just get it as close as possible to lower instead of having like over that 50% rule or, you know, even under the 50%, if you have a couple thousand dollars on there, I wouldn't, you might get that credit line increase, but it's not going to look as attractive um, until you really, until you pay it off. Once you pay it off, then it'll show to them like, hey, this is solid and they'll give you a lot higher of a credit line increase. Um, also typically, 
if it is within that one credit card that you're looking to 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 get that credit line increase if uh if you do pay it off it's okay to call them the very next day or a couple hours later they will see that payment pending but if you're looking to utilize other credit cards and get that increase but you have high balances on others and then you just get done paying them off you're going to want to wait one month until the balance gets reported to the credit bureaus once the credit bureaus see that after one month full cycle then it will it will be beneficial your credit score will bump up and then you can apply or um, apply for new credit cards or get that credit line increase for any of the other credit cards um, yeah so hopefully this was all helpful for you guys if uh, if I believe I covered most things right now when it comes down to credit and how I personally utilize it and I really just want to get more people motivated and cut off those limited beliefs when it comes down to investing in real estate you know you don't always need money you could always use other people's money when it comes down to your fix and flips or whatever it may be joint venture partnerships there's dozens of ways but nevertheless take action and these are just one of the ways that I got started and how I constantly are implementing it to uh, to make momentum in real estate so with that being said I'm getting out of here. If you guys found value, make sure to leave a review. Send me a screenshot from uh, iTunes, leaving a review and subscribing, and I will send you a copy of my book, Action Driven. Uh, make sure you subscribe, leave a review. Check me out on my website at brandonelliotinvestments.com. You can email me, brandonelliotinvestments at gmail.com, and I'd love to connect and be able to help every single one of you guys. That's my passion and my vision to get more people interested and just partnerships. Um, and, and there's so much real estate to go around. So what it's done for me and my family has been tremendous. And I know it can be the same for you guys. So till next time, you guys all stay blessed. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.